We all like new things, don't we? <coughs> Has anybody not had <coughs> not had a new car? Maybe I should ask. Have you got a, <laughs> not had a brand new car? Never. Never. All been a second-hand one. Never. <laughs> okay. Yeah, look, some of yours are pretty shiny. <laughs> but um, we all like new things. What do we do with new things? Treat them with care. Treat them with care. <laughs> Even if they're not brand new and they're second-hand new. <laughs> new to us. A new house, a new car, a new toy, Christmas. Kids are still enamoured with their new toy or whatever they got. It's usually some game these days. <laughs> and they <clears throat> look after it. They treat it carefully. They make sure they don't lose it. What should it be like in the Christian's life? We have new life in Christ. How are we treating that new life? Garnishing it, polishing it, keeping it, maintaining it. All these things are true in the Christian's life or should be true. What's import, more important? Let's go for the, probably the dearest thing you're going to buy in life is a house. Your new house or your new life in Christ. Now be honest, what is most important? What's going to last for eternity? The new life that we have in Christ. Uh, Brother Sam mentioned new right at the start. <laughs> I thought, huh, that's good. That's what we're talking about, and he started with that in one of the, in, I think, in reference to Ephesians. How are you treating your life? You, know, look up at, you can look back over the last year. We've, we spoke last Sunday evening about remembering. Now we're looking forward to the new things in Christ and the new things we have. How are we treating it? I pray that you last year treated your new life in Christ with diligence and affection. I know I'm human too. You know, there's, you get up in the morning and there's certain things you know you've got to get done. There's demands on your time. And we can tend to charge into the things that are physical. What does God want us to do? He wants us to charge to him, to go and talk to him, to fellowship with him, to read his word and to pray. Start the day. Look, do a Daniel. Three times a day, he opened up his window and faced Jerusalem and he prayed, didn't he? He prayed in the morning, in the noon and in the evening. He make, made sure he kept his life and relationship with God as new. <clears throat> the most important thing is new life. Considering a few things about the new life that we have as a believer... <clears throat> And as we start this new year, we can think of the opportunities we will have. Maybe we won't be here next year. This time to celebrate a new year, maybe we'll all be in heaven. That, that would be grand. That's the that's conclusion of new life. But in the meantime, God wants us down here to be, faith, to be faithfully doing his will. Let's pray for a moment. Thank you, Lord, for the new life you give us, the new eternity all the new things that are promised in your word. And I pray that we would very, be very diligent about keeping ourselves for the glory of God and for his purpose, fulfilling the plan that he has for us, for he does have one for each of us. Lord, bless the word to us 
that are here and those that are listening in and be with our missionaries, Lord, as they suffer different things and as they maybe the loneliness is one of the big things. We pray for that, that they'd be encouraged in their faith, that they're not alone because they have the Lord as their saviour and has Christians, friends that are praying for them around the world. Minister to them. Minister to us today in Jesus' name. Amen. <clears throat> Ephesians chapter 4, where our reading was from this morning, verse 22, mainly to 24. That ye put off concerning the former conversation or your manner of life. That is, when you are not a Christian. Put off that. The old man, which is corrupt according to deceitful lust, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind. It's not new, but renewed. <laughs> renewed in our thinking. Your Christian life won't go any far above what you are thinking. And your thinking is, should be controlled by the spirit of God, by, through the word of God. And as a man thinks, it says in scripture, so is he. So if you're thinking about the wrong thing, you're going to not behave as a Christian. But we need to think about these things that he has given us. A renewed life and renewed in the spirit of our mind, the way we think. And that you put on, it says, the new man, which after God is created in righteousness and true holiness. When a person becomes a Christian, they become a new man. Generically speaking, men and women become new men. Can you remember? Has there been a change? Are you different to what you used to be? For once we walked according to the course of this world and the prince of the power of the air uh, now, you know, that runs that show, the devil. But now we are new men, new women in the Lord Jesus Christ. That's new, isn't it? We have new natures. We still have the old one. That's the trouble, isn't it? <laughs> we have an old nature that tries to drag us down as Christians and tries to tempt us to do the wrong thing. And maybe we've failed many times, but the Lord is merciful and gracious to forgive us in those failings as we confess them to him. And praise God that he does that. But we have a new nature, a new mind. In Romans chapter 8 and verses 5 to 9, it says the same. For they that are after the flesh, that is, live like a non-Christian, do mind the things of the flesh, but they that are after the Spirit, the things of the Spirit. For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. Because the carnal mind, the non-Christian mind, is enmity against God, but is not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. So then they that are in the flesh cannot please God. But ye He's talking to Christians are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. If so, be that the spirit of God dwell in you. Now, if any man have not the spirit of Christ, he is none of his. So we have a new nature, a new mind. We think differently and therefore we act differently because we've been born again. So we don't get it now. We got that new nature the moment that we of our choice believed on the Lord Jesus and trusted him as our saviour. That's when we received a new nature. Did you know? I didn't know that that was so. Preachers could talk about it. I was only a, a young child when I, I understood and believed, about 12 years old, but didn't understand that I had an old nature. And <clears throat> actually, it was a camp 
It was a camp at Moema. That realisation come to me, and I must have been about 14 at that time, the first of the summer camps under Pastor Bill Grant, uh, who passed the Church of Penella. And, and he was teaching on that. And, oh, I see. <laughs> you know, you become a Christian at 12 years old, and well, why am I still get angry with my brothers sometimes and we have some scuffs? We played soccer in our lounge room. It was a big lounge room. <laughs> Three boys. We broke mum's glory box. Curved glass. Oh, anyway, <laughs> think of all the things we did. And the, but why was I misbehaving at times? Uh, that was an accident. He did it. He did it. He did it. We all did it. <laughs> I mean, but sometimes, you know, I don't want to tell you all the things we did as brothers and, 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 and sisters, the two older sisters and brothers and sister younger. Why did you keep on doing that? And brothers and sisters in the Lord Jesus Christ can still do things that are wrong to each other as Christians. We shouldn't, but we do. But when the realisation that we have an old nature that Satan can use to make us commit sins that are contrary to God's will, then we, knew, we understand completely what 1 John 1, 9 is about, that if we confess our sins, it's talking to Christians. He is faithful and just to forgive us our sins. That's not, talk, not talking about salvation. That's talking to Christians. He's faithful and just to forgive us our sins and cleanse us from all unrighteousness. We can make an application to salvation, but that's for the Christian. How's the new man going as opposed to the old man? You see, new year, new life, new walk in Christ, new nature, new mind, think differently. <clears throat> I think we have about 13 points. That's one. Next one. We <clears throat> We obtain a new status. What sort of status did we have before we were Christians? Well, there's a lot of people around with a lot of status as far as the world is concerned. Um, let, let me think. Gina Reinhardt, what status does she have? Very rich, richest woman in Australia. And she seems to have a right attitude. I've seen her talking to teenagers and on... And, and she has the right attitude. She's not high and mighty. And praise God that she has that attitude. And she's willing to buy up some Australian goods to keep them in Australia. I mean, companies. But does that matter if one has a new nature? I'm not saying she doesn't. I don't know her. But what's other, other important people in, in our world today? You can think of them. They've got, a, they've got a status and they've got a standing. There's prime ministers that think, themselves, <laughs> that think themselves pretty important at times, but, hey, they're just a man appointed by God to take care, reward the good, punish the evil. They're doing it the other way now, <laughs> punishing the guys that do good. If you speak out the truth, you could be put in jail. And that's coming to our country and it's around the world. It's already happening. Romans chapter 6. We have a new status in verse 11 of chapter 6 of Romans that says this, Likewise reckon ye also yourselves to be dead indeed unto sin, but alive unto God through Jesus Christ our Lord. Let not sin therefore reign in your mortal bodies. It will happen, but don't let it reign. When you think of reign, that's usually tied with a king. 
you know, king. Don't let it be king in your life. Don't let it reign in your life. Don't let it, it, it best eradicate it altogether would be the best, is the best option in your mortal body that you should obey it in its lust. Neither yield ye your members as instruments of unrighteousness unto sin, but yield yourselves unto God as those that are alive from the dead and your members as instruments of God. So we have a new status in that we reign. And it says it in Romans chapter 5 and verse 17. Just back a little bit, it says, For if by one man's offence death reigned by one, much more they who receive abundance and grace of the grace and of the gift of righteousness shall reign in life by one Jesus Christ. We have a new status, we reign. And in the book of Revelation 5, I think it is, it talks about Christians reigning in, in eternity. But now we reign as kings. That's what it says in the scriptures. We have a new status. You don't go around out in the community and say, I'm a king, you know. You're just of the devil. You know? and don't go around talking to non-Christians like that. You'll, you'll never get an opportunity to talk to them about the Lord. But recognise the fact that Christ is reigning over you and you are uh, we're kings and priests, it says in the scripture. And what a position, new status. Before, we had nothing, we are going to hell, and, and that was the end of this, well, not the end, it was the beginning of eternity and punishment. But when you become a Christian, you have a new status in that we reign as kings. I like what Paul said to the Corinthians there. <clears throat> he said, I'm glad that you're reigning. I'm glad that you're having a good time. And then he went on to say the troubles that he was having in his Christian life. And he was chiding them, really. He was making a, a mock of their behaviour. They said, we're important, we're important. And they didn't realise that Jesus Christ is important. He's the one that placed us as kings and priests, <clears throat> not ourselves. And we ought to be thankful for that and humbled by that. You hear people when something great happens to them, I'm very humbled that this has happened to me. And they're non-Christians often and you think, okay, we'll see how your reactions and actions go on into the, into the future to see if you're really humbled about that. But a lot of them are, that they're humbled to receive the reward or, or congratulations or whatever. And we as Christians ought to be humbled that we have been given the position that Christ has given us, a new status. We reign as kings, not ruined rebels, but reigning kings and priests in the sense that we are believer priests. In, and that's a whole another, another subject. Thirdly, we have a new obligation in Romans chapter 8, and a lot of this is found in Romans, where the word new is being used in con context of the Christian life. Romans 8, 12, it says this, Therefore, brethren... <clears throat> We are debtors not to the flesh to live after the flesh, not to live the way we used to. We are debtors not to. In verse 13, For if ye live after the flesh, ye shall die. But if ye through the Spirit do mortify the deeds of the body, ye shall live. It doesn't use the word reign there, but it says live after the Spirit. We have a new obligation. We have to listen to the Spirit of God as he leads us through the Word of God. You're not going to have an audible voice come down and tell you in the middle of the night, 
da-da-da and do this and that. No, you read the word, the completed revelation of God, that which is perfect according to 1 Corinthians 13. And he, the spirit, will guide us as you read. The light will come on. Ah, ding, you know. I see what the Spirit is teaching me today. It might be in a devotional book. It might, have, it might be in some commentary you're reading regularly through. Something of that nature where the Spirit of God can lead you. We have a new obligation to obey the Spirit of God. We have become new creatures. Do you like the way the Lord puts things? New creature? I didn't think I was a creature. Yes, we are new creatures in Christ. Galatians 6.15 says it like this. For in Christ... Jesus, neither circumcision availeth anything nor, nor uncircumcision, but a new creature. You see, he was dealing with legalism in the Gal to the Galatian church and how they were going back under the old system of the law, the old system of the Jews, and they were tending to lean that way with those people who were teaching that. You've got to, yeah, you can be saved, but you've got to do this, this, and this to, to truly be saved. No. <laughs> You are saved by the Lord alone, by faith alone, in the word of God, without all the attachments of some, most religions put on salvation, don't they? They add two. No. And <clears throat> we're a new creature in Christ, completely new. New, new Testament, <laughs> new church. It's all different than what it used to be back in the, under, the, under the Jewish law. And as has been said this morning, one day the Jews will realise, I think it might have been a prayer or in, in Sam saying, one day the Jews will realise it's not keeping a law, it's just believing the gospel, obeying the gospel. And if we don't, we're in big trouble. Second Corinthians 5.17, we started with this and we'll finish with it. We only got to the fourth point of 13. Maybe we'll keep it for next New Year's <laughs> to do the rest. But therefore, if any man be in Christ, he is a new creature or creation. Old things have passed away. Behold, all things are become new. The challenge is this. Are you thinking differently? Are you going to think differently because you have new life in Christ? How are you keeping this new treasure you have in an earthen vessel? Life eternal. Are you and I daily reading the Bible? Are we praying and asking God and petitioning him for different things and people? Are we doing that? Are we serving the Lord as we should be? Do we seek to be in fellowship with the Christ, fellow Christians? How to maintain your Christian life, your new faith in Christ? You say, well, I'm an old person. Well, I'm an old person as a Christian too. I'm trying to figure it out. <laughs> 55 years or something. But is that old? The older people say no. The young people say yes. <laughs> But in God's perspective, is it old? It's a, just a drop in the bucket. It's not even a blink of an eye. Because we're going to live for eternity. Brush up your new life in Christ for this new year. Live like a Christian. Testify like a Christian. And a witness to people like a Christian. Witness as though it was new. You know, the trouble is with 
it was with the Ephesus church. They had left their first love, hadn't they? They would gotten stale in their Christian life. And that was written maybe 50, 60 years after they'd become Christians, the book of Revelation. And they grew stale. Don't do that. You know, the young people of our church are looking for Christians who are older, who are still enthusiastic about their newfound faith in the Lord. Treat it as new because it's pretty new as far as eternity is concerned. Keep polishing it, keep buffing it, keep vacuuming it. You know, whatever you do to a new thing, washing, you know, that God may look down and behold, uh, these new creatures I've got down there are doing pretty good. <laughs> They're living according to the word of God. They're obeying the spirit of God that's inside them, that's been given to them in their new life. And so for this coming year, think of new. It's always new. <laughs> and as we said this morning, as we grow through life, There'll be new experiences, new opportunities that come, new experiences to grow through the, through the trials of life and through the things that God brings us to, to make us more like the Lord Jesus. And I pray that we become more like him every day so that when he takes us to heaven, there's not, well, there will be a big change, <laughs> but we will be like him for we shall see him as he is, it says. Now it's been short, but let's pray. Thank you, Lord, for your word. Thank you for the folks that have come today. And I pray that we as Christians in this new year might treat our new life in Christ, even if it's 50 years old, with diligence and care and take care of ourselves as Christians. That, Lord, you take care of us, but we are and have an obligation to maintain our Christian life and testimony. And Lord, if this week we've been sinning and we're walking away from you or we haven't been fellowshipping with you, we don't get up and read your word, we don't fellowship in prayer with you, oh Lord, rebuke us. Because there's no power in our, in our lives if we as Christians do not do what we should be doing. And you're not pleased, you'll be grieved with us. Your spirit will be grieved, he'll be quenched. But may we walk in the light of the word in a new and living way, for we praise and give thanks in Jesus' name for this possibility. In his name, amen.